Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 57 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world. Sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? What is up? Happy December morn. actually up? Happy December morn. You know what I love about Florida? What? So yesterday, um, after work, I did a wedding outside on a pool deck, and people were in shorts. Man, you know, I woke up and there was frost all over everything this morning. Oh, dude. I just feel like you guys, there's like this, this unre- uh, like unconfessed sin over the north. And that's why it's so cold for you all the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes yeah. it feels like that. But dude, it's December. Yeah. Okay, the month has arrived. It has. The month that we've all been preparing for and praying toward and working on is here. My big deal is this weekend, we have a meme out today. So it's Saturday morning. We have a meme out today that says, when is your, does your church have a big weekend in December? You know, yeah. and I jokingly as myself got on and said, oh, ours is this weekend and the next weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. And the weekend after that. <laughs> Yowza. Yeah. So yeah, the week, the month is here and we're all going to make it. But here's the interesting thing, like watching you, I feel like this is the best, like mentally I've seen you going into the Christmas season. And so like, do you, are you doing something different this year? That's keeping your motivation up? Well, I think, yeah, I, I, maybe, I, I mean, it's my first, I literally in my career, this is the first December where we don't have a giant now we have several larger weekends, but we don't have this giant where we've been at the church, you know, till midnight every night. And yeah, um, so we don't have that this year. So I'm kind of living a new, the new normal this year, you know. It's oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty grateful. I I put a post on my personal Instagram last night, and it talks about how many times during December, especially, I pick, I'll I'll find a picture, and I keep it on my phone, and it's a picture that kind of serves as a reminder for me. It kind of helps to keep me centered. And this year it's a, it's a, uh, we go to Cancun for vacation every winter and there's this picture of the beach and it's that spot has become so special for Kim and me. You know, it's a, we, we, we pray together, we worship together, we talk, we talk about spiritual things and we talk about things that aren't spiritual, you know, just regular old life stuff. And it, it has become, uh, it, you know, it's become like a holy ground to us because God has really met us there in a profound way. So that's my picture for this December. And maybe nice. that's, maybe that works for the listeners. You know, if you are in a season of high stress, you know, pick a picture or a song or a Bible verse or whatever it does it for you. And that's maybe the thing that you focus on. Uh, keep it simple and you focus on that and God uh, reminds you of other times when he has met you in powerful ways and you're going to make it. I love it, dude. Are you going to like build a pile of stones and call it Ebenezer? 
Would you call it a bastion of refreshment? Hello. <laughs> Dude, that's really good. I, I Like keeping your motivation in check while you're going through it. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, you know, if I can get through this Christmas season, there's this spot on the beach in Mexico where I'm going to go sit and I'm just going to go experience God. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to get to that moment. That's, that's really good. I like that, man. Well, thanks. It's, it's been helpful for me. So how, what about you, man? How's your December going so December's, far? December's going pretty easy. So like typically what I used to do in my last church was Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, my wife and I, we would go work a, uh, a church of God's youth convention for the state of Florida so I would production manage that and produce it. And so that was four days. And then we'd get home late Sunday night. And then first thing Monday morning, we'd be at the church flipping stage design over for Christmas because we would do a big Thanksgiving meal on, on Thursday. And so we wanted to have a Christmas stage and have everything up and running. So mm-hmm. it looked really good. Mm-hmm. So we come off those four days of working hard at a conference, then come home, switch over the entire stage design. And then on Thursday, we would do the event at the church. So it was just like, it was just like a grind to get through all that stuff. Well, this is the first year we didn't have any of that. Um, I was able to leave Tuesday on Thanksgiving week, not come back till Sunday. And when we got there, somebody had already like decorated the lobby and done this and that. And so um, our real big thing, like for us, um, we kind of keep Christmas pretty straightforward and then kind of go a little more out of the box for Easter is kind of the philosophy here. So we just, you know, we have three services on Christmas Eve and there'll be some cool elements like reading Luke two and bringing in some different musical things. And, but it's a service that's exactly an hour. I don't think we're renting in any extra equipment or, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to move some lighting around just to kind of make it look a little, little freshened up for Christmas Eve. And other than that, you know, so I think getting into next year though, we'll, 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 It'll be Easter in our in our new building with the new everything, and so we'll we'll have a good time with all that That's stuff. Incredible. So, I'm kind of just thankful for a time of just like refreshing that we're in right now. Um, it's just like you know, I feel like I just went and we had our staff retreat with all the guys, and uh, we went up to Orlando, and it was just like I'm still new, you know, I'm just over four months mm-hmm. on staff, and uh, you're still trying to find your place and stuff like that. But man, just going and get some relational time away, and so like. Um, and then on, with, on top of that, like I'm also, uh, I got to meet some more tech leaders from the South Florida area and exchanging phone numbers and being like, Hey man, let's, you know, let's meet up halfway somewhere and just grab lunch. You know, it's, it's like in the tech world, many times, like you're trying to find people you can like, just have a fun conversation with that. Like when you start talking about like low end coupling, <laughs> you know, like most, most people are like, whoa, uh, huh? you know what I mean? And like, you can talk about, <laughs> so on your Ross Carbonite switch, you know, like you can ask just the, that peer to peer mentorship that is just supernatural. Important. So I feel like what God is teaching me in this season right now is like, never forget how important relationship is. Mm-hmm. Not only just the relationship of the people you're working with, because like when the hard times come, when the pressure times come, because like we work in a church, like it's going to happen. Yeah. Like it'll be those times of deep relationship that makes you jump in and want to jump into the battle together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then building relationships then outside of the church with other people who are doing the same thing that you're doing only in a different context, like learning off each other. So I think I'm just being really, just really convinced of how important it is to be getting outside of our own little bubble and our silos and be in a relationship with some other people. So it's crucial. It's crucial. Yeah. And I think even in the seasons that you're going through, like if you can enjoy the ride with those around you, I think it makes it even help more helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Hey, can I tell you something? Uh, I would love for you to tell me something. You know who can help you with relationships? Um, vanilla Ice. Because if you got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. <laughs> Planning Center Online. Oh, I missed it by that much. Planning, you were so close. Planning Center Online. Okay, we've talked a lot about it. Okay, the People app. Let's talk a little bit about the People app. The People app is free to anyone, whether you have an account with Planning Center or not. That's the kind of company we're talking about here, right? That is yeah. first class. So the Planning Center People app will help you make sure no one falls through the cracks by giving you a place to centralize everything you need to gain insight into the people in your church. They can yeah. have them. They can have their own profile, a member profile. Um, they can have all their contact information there. You can handle background checks, custom details, online forms, workflow to help you follow up with people. You can share that with the rest of the staff. Hey, Jer, yep. uh, we got a message from this person. I visited them in the hospital and this is what's going on. You can record that in the old workflow and you can have uh, custom reports to find groups of people in your database. They're called list and that helps yeah. you minister to those people. So the people app is completely free for every church, whether you have a, and you use other accounts for planning center or not other apps. Yeah. So planning center online, the best. Yeah. It is great. Well, like one of my favorite ways to use it is like, I always make sure like if I'm talking to somebody at the church, like I pull up their people app on my phone, do they have a picture in there first? And that's always what I'm looking. Then I'll be like, Hey, I happened to notice when I was going through planning center this week, we don't have a picture. Can I take a picture? Because what's helpful is like, let's say they're like, Hey, Jeremy, we need you to call Jen, Jen Smale. Yeah. Like we need you to get in touch with Jen Smale. And I'm like, well, who in the world is Jen Smale? You're like, what's that? And I pull smell? it up. Yeah. And, and so like I can go into the people app and I pull it up and I'm like, oh, I've seen her walking around the church before. And then another cool feature is you can do like pastoral notes inside of it that you can give different notes on people, but then give people like different access to what information they can get to. So like I click on the pastoral notes because I, this is a pastoral call and you can read, oh, wow. So she really enjoys making fun of other people, maybe a little high maintenance and kind of a, a, of a hippie dip a, a case of the, a from case the West of the Coast. Beyonce's. Got kind of a case of the Beyonce's. And so then you, it gives you some insight. So all of a sudden, somebody who you didn't even know who it was, you're like, you know their face, you know a little bit of their story, and then you can go and you can minister them to them better. And so Planning Center Online, you are debate. They are the best. Check it out. Bam. Hey, and have you subscribed to this podcast you're listening to? Yes. Have you rated it five stars? Yes. Have you written some nice words, some affirming words for your co-hosts? Yes. Because we need we need it. It's December. Yeah, I actually did at the beginning. I did all three of those things. Jeremy, you get a gold star. Is it is, is it a little self-serving to have a review from yourself? You know, that's neither here nor there. I wrote one. I wrote one. Have you written more than one? Let me see here. I don't think so. I think I only wrote one. I may have helped uh, Mrs. Probs write a review because she is not familiar with such things. So... Well, let's be honest. The other 300 reviews are my mom. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And all the selfies are your mom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into our first segment of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Every week on this here podcast that we like to do called the Worship Leader Probs Podcast. 
um, you guys will send us in your prayer concerns. And so all prayer concerns are, are the um, comments, the complaints, the, I think I said one time, veiled threats that people <laughs> like to put in the section of your comment card that actually is called prayer concerns. And so we like to read those here because we feel like it helps make your world feel a little bit smaller and help you to realize that you're not the only one having to deal with some of those things. And so like, dude, check this out. So a, a friend of mine's church in Orlando, there was a big article in the Orlando newspaper. They've had 276 noise complaints. Okay. <laughs> and I always laughed and I was like, oh, that sucks for them. That sucks for them. No lie. Thursday during rehearsal, I get a message from our office coordinator, like a, a text message. And it was basically the people 500 yards away say it's so loud in their homes that they can't hear what they're doing. And if we don't turn it down, they're going to call the cops. Holy and boy. all I heard was, and all I heard the Lord saying is, "Well done, good and faithful servant." <laughs> so, all right, dude, what do we got this week? Let's jump in. Prayer concern number one: We had this written on a Google review of our church. It's three points. Number one: The pastors have no reverence for or honor God. They wear jeans and plaid shirts, which must make people feel uncomfortable. Point number two, the music is blasted at 80 decibels, <laughs> about the same level as a rock concert. I measured it on my cell phone. And point three, music, its style is contemporary. Enough said. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... Oh, dude. That is <laughs> 80 decibels, the same as a rock show. <laughs> oh my lord come on the man. last i want to say the last secular rock show i went to i think on my phone i measured and the audio tools app and i had i'd actually calibrated my my decibel meter with pink noise too smart so it's gonna be off by a couple of like point dbs you know what i mean like a couple hundredths or something like that but it's not gonna be like it was like 114 so <laughs> i don't know when the last time they were at a rock concert but it's probably been a while yeah. All right. Number what two. rock concert do you think it would have been? Hmm. Bread. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna go with Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. <laughs> Big girls don't cry. <laughs> Big girls don't cry. All right. Number two. A woman left our church, and when one of the deacons followed up with her, she said she left because number one, the bulletin has "doctor" in front of the senior pastor's name which it has for three years as he has his doctorate. Number two, because I, the pastor of music, don't play guitar with a pick. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Those are maybe the most crazy reasons I've ever heard for somebody leaving the church. Oddly, oddly specific. I want <laughs> I want you to pick that guitar. Yeah. You don't play with a pick? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I want my tithe money back. Come on, fam. All right, number three. The church we snowbird at has bluegrass gospel music. We would like to see that here weekly. Oh, and more hymns. Bluegrass <laughs> gospel. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. I just wanted to tell you that you need to close your prayers with in Jesus' name, because if you close a prayer with a simple amen, God does not hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't say in Jesus name is that like not hitting send on an email <laughs> apparently apparently wow because the omni 
omnipresent God of the universe <laughs> cannot <laughs> hear it. You know? Yeah. That makes total sense to no one. Okay, here's the last one. Bottom, okay. of, the bottom of the pudding cup. Can you tell the pastor if he is going to use that blank TV on stage to stop standing in front of it so we can read it? <laughs> <laughs> and I did edit out a foul word. Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, our DMs are robust enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. If you'd like for us to read your concerns here live on the podcast, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns uh, tab. And there we've got a little form you can fill out. It doesn't ask for your name or your church's name. And we'll keep it 100% anonymous. And so, Lorenzo Jackson, I'm talking to you right now. And the prayer concern you shared with me at Cohort on Thursday, you need to send that in, and we need to le- read it Come live on, here on Come the on, podcast. <laughs> I heard in. the call. I heard the call, Lolo. Lolo. Come on, Lolo. Yeah. So, all right. Well, are you guys ready right now? I don't know if you're ready. Because you, we made a new friend. We did make a new friend. And we just came off of two, like, deep, amazing episodes with Reed Springer. Yeah. And now we've got our new friend, Rhett Walker, that you guys are going to talk to. And so Rhett, uh, at the time of the recording of this podcast, he had just had his highest charting song, and it is a good song. Believer. You got to go check out Believer by Rhett Walker. And we'll make you a believer in Rhett Walker. It will. So we hope you enjoy episode one with Rhett Walker. Well, the Worship Leader Props Podcast, we are so excited to have with us Mr. Rhett Walker. What's up, Rhett? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you, my man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So I was telling you beforehand, like my wife this morning calls me up. And uh, so my wife, uh, for those of you out there that don't know, she takes care of all the podcasts, like scheduling and does all that, that good stuff behind the scenes. Because like we just, I just took a spiritual gifts test again. (laughs) Administration (laughs) is my lowest spiritual gift (laughs) at 1.8% of my total gifting is administration. (laughs) Just spirit led, baby. Yeah, That's I know, right. right? So, but my wife, it's like ninety six percent of her gifting Holy is administration. Moly. So we put her in charge of, of that that portion of the worship leader probs uh, enterprises. <laughs> uh, but so she she called me up this morning. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I just heard one of Rhett's songs on the radio. It's so stinking good." And so Brian and I we've been listening to Believer all day, dude. And dude, just super thankful that you would take the time to to join us. God, yeah, man, I'm. Like I told y'all, I've been listening to your podcast. I I love it. First of all, I followed it from Instagram. Um, I laugh way too hard at some of the posts <laughs> and then have to to pray about it because I laugh too hard. Uh, but then, you know, especially the podcast and and to my sister, gosh, if y'all ever, if you ever like asked for, you know, diamond partners and it cost a billion dollars, she would take out a loan to be a Gordy. part of this. She she loves it. And so I'll listen to your podcast, but then she repeats it all to me. So, so I'm, I'm double invested. That's Man, I was awesome. telling him before, I, I was like, you know, so Courtney has, she's followed for a long, long time and she makes hilarious comments and she uh she was like hey have you guys ever thought about having Rhett Walker on and I was like we would love to have Rhett Walker on do you have any kind of connection to him and she's like oh yeah he's my brother <laughs> I was like let's do it man I love it those family connections man absolutely 
That's awesome. So, She's- Rhett, you're in South Carolina. Yes. Right across the street from Georgia, home of the Masters. Oh, really? Come on. Yeah, I'm a uh, you know I'm kind of a golf fan myself. I like to I like to play golf. I fancy myself more the John Daly of the Christian <laughs> world. Uh, just grip because it I, and rip it. Yeah, his uh, famous quote is mine. He hits the ball as hard as he can, and then if he can find it, he hits it again. So that's kind of my <laughs> golf game. <laughs> Love it. So fun fact: this hat that I'm wearing right now, it's it's the name of the company is Firethorn. And it's based off of Hole 15 uh, from Augusta. Oh, that's awesome. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Because the guy that owns the company. Oh, you've never. How far away do you live? 10 minutes. Are you kidding? Dude, my brother went this year and he lives like 10 hours away. Dude, I had Saturday round passes this year. And then we had a last minute show. Oh. You know? Yeah. So uh, Courtney went. And oh, she, nice. she, yes, she went with her husband <laughs> and asked if she could leave early because she was bored. <laughs> what is happening right now? Come on, Courtney. Yeah, man. I got to go to a practice round. Um, this would have been, it was the first year Bubba won. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember the year, but oh man, there's, I was telling somebody I've never been more tired than just walking that course after one day. I can't imagine being a caddy and having oh to carry gosh. those bags around for all those days in a row, man. But what an experience. Oof, I yeah. heard it's more hilly than it looks on TV. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Wow. I just well, want to go. Like, I just want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fam, we need to get Rhett Walker to the Masters. Come on now. Let's there see. is over 60,000 of you Help following us make the this account. happen, man. Help us make <laughs> this happen. And you know what? You got a ticket for me. Hey, I'll go with him. Dude, what a servant. <laughs> I feel I feel like I need to uh, restart the podcast and go, hey, welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Golf Report with your hosts, Jeremy, Rhett, and Brian. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Rhett, do us a favor. Tell us, like, all the listeners a little bit about yourself, about your journey. Like, you know, when did you kind of feel like the Lord was moving you into doing music of some sort and why you landed doing what you're doing? Like, yeah. One of the questions when the people are like, who, you know, who are you interviewing this way? I'm like, oh, Rhett Walker. Like, every, oh, the, the country star? Like, <laughs> did you cross over and come back? Like, just, just like, let's just hear who Rhett Walker is. Well, one, I'm not Thomas Rhett. Well, to, the, to start yeah. that off. Yeah. Um, I love it when people, they ask me all the time, uh, Rhett Walker, are you related to Thomas Rhett? And I'm like, <laughs> that's not how names work. But, <laughs> uh, but no, so for me, man, you know, I grew up in, in North Carolina and South Carolina. My dad's a pastor and we just moved back to South Carolina and, and get to go to his church. And my sister's the worship leader. My, my sister... Like she's the one that should have the the record deal, and my wow. dad is an unbelievable singer too. Mm. So I always played drums and just was kind of that guy, you know, in the, in the worship team. And one Sunday, they they called me off the drums to sing um, a Todd Agnew song, Grace, yeah, Grace Like Rain. Mm. And so <laughs> I grabbed the acoustic, barely knew how to play, played the song, and. Everybody in the church I knew in that moment had such a heart of Christ because their their look on their face was, oh my gosh, we had to sit through three minutes of that. But their <laughs> their mouth was, oh, that was so good, Rhett. You did great. You know? 
and they they never let me go back to drums. So maybe I was just really that bad at drums that they'd rather rather me sing. Um, but you know that kind of it, it kind of lit a fire uh, for for leading, just being able to to play guitar and sing alongside my family and my friends, and then also watch people connect, you know, with a song. So um, this was also around, I was about 17, 16, 17. And this was the time that, you know, I grew up a pastor's kid. So everything you're thinking in your head, I lived it and and did it. Um, but we, we found out that my girlfriend, she was pregnant. And so I was 17, she was 18. And it was, it was honestly that one thing I couldn't, hide. I couldn't, you know, throw scripture or say the right thing to get out of trouble, which, you know, I knew how to do. And so I told her, I said, you know, we've done everything wrong. We possibly can. Like, let's, let's try to do this right from here on out. Not knowing what my career would be. I was 17. I was a, you know, we were babies having babies. And so we, uh, we, we got married. We surrendered our marriage to Jesus. We, we surrendered that kid to Jesus. And we were like, God, whatever you want. Like we, we've lived our life up till now and and screwed up every single turn we made. And we we know it's because we were we're doing it in our own our own will, our own hands and, and trying to make things work. So hands off whatever whatever you want, Jesus. And so, you know, now we've been married for 15 years and and we've got oh, wow. four four beautiful babies and uh and I get to do this for a living. And so I, I didn't I didn't really dive into music. I was I was trying to be a dad. I was working anywhere and everywhere I could. And um, I got a call from a professor from Southeastern uh, Seminary in North Carolina. Um, he was looking for somebody to lead like his little traveling band. And so moved out there, uh, went for a semester to uh, college, realized real quick that was not for me. <laughs> and uh, just, I mean, it it just wasn't made for me. You had to study and you had to like learn things. And so yeah. <laughs> I realized, ah, oh, college might not be my deal. <laughs> so, uh, so things just kind of kept leading to other things. And, and I really tried to stay true to that commitment me and my wife made of God, whatever you want. And sometimes it was, well, 99% of the time it was pretty much scary. And we were, we were moving. And if God opened up a door, we, we chased it and it landed me in Nashville and started writing more songs and got a record deal. And here I am now. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Brian, it makes me laugh. Like how many people we've interviewed on the podcast that were like, so like, dude, I, and I, I'm sure you know who Sandy Patty is, right? Yes. You know, homegirl went to school to be a piano player and wasn't even singing until she got to college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kim Walker said, Smith. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, Sandy was, uh, she was playing piano and her roommate was a singer. And she said, my roommate just had a pitch pipe. She didn't have to walk through the snow to a practice room. And I thought, maybe I should start singing. <laughs> yeah. What, what a good Kim, reason. Right. Kim, dude, Kim Walker Smith was a banker. What? Yeah. Kim Walker was just sitting and working in a bank and one day they needed somebody to sing for something and she came in and sing and like everybody was like, what? Listen, you know what I mean? Like that girl, holy she, she's got something on her, man. I mean, yeah, I, I remember hearing stuff from her, you know, back in the day and when I first started leading worship and just going like, my gosh, so whatever she's got, like that's, that's what I want. But saying that also, can you imagine her as a banker? Like, <laughs> 
people people give her the cash to put in their account, and she's like counting it. She's like 20, 40, ha ha, 60, <laughs> 80. <"Hoo-hoo."> <laughs> <laughs> I would so, love to see that. Dude, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. So, so, so like, Rhett, like, how much time are you spending like leading worship? How much time are you spending like out doing your music? Like, what is that? Like, what's the split on that? Yeah. So right now I'm on tour uh, with Sanctus Real and it's nice. all through uh, November, but we're off this weekend. So, you know, I practiced with the band last night and I'll be leading worship at church. So when I'm not on the road, I am, I'm there. Like I'm, I'm leading worship yeah. along, you know, my sister's the worship leader. I'm the artist in residence and, and so we uh we kind of join together on stage when I'm here and it's I mean dude it's so much fun. I've I've led worship for so many years and and God's been good and and opened up so many, you know, cool places to go lead worship with certain people. But to to stand alongside like your sister and your dad and your mom, dude, Ooh, there's and now my awesome. my daughter, she's on the worship team with me, so it's 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 really really cool. It you know, not to say the most cliché thing, but to just to see what God has done, it, it's mm. unbelievable to be a part of it. And we need it's, to get to that church. Come oh, on, yeah. y'all! Yes, come hang out and and let's all sing together, <laughs> dude. Hello. Is, uh, let's do that. Is John Tibbs still out with you guys? No. So he was on the October. I think it was October. Maybe run. Okay. And they they split it up through months. So it's uh this one's Sanctus Me and then uh, Verses. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Nice. So it's fun. So it's fun. John's guitar player is actually at my church this weekend hanging out with us. Oh, that's And I was just telling, yeah, I was just telling him, I'm like, I love John. Like I'm a huge John Tibbs fan. And like, I've, I've mixed for John one time and I'm like, one, like one day the Lord is going to make it. And like, my dream is going to come true. And I'm going to get to go like travel around and mix for John. That's That's like, awesome. (laughs) That's like, just like a, what if John plays in Augusta, we go to the master's. And then you mix and we all hang out. That you had you had me at a low. That's it right there. That's it right there. <laughs> Is there some barbecue and some sweet tea? Because if so, right. I'm Well, I've got that at the house, baby. That was breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Oh Let's man. Go. Okay, I gotta ask you about Believer. <clears throat> yeah. Because I told you before we hit record, I can't stop playing it. I literally can't stop playing it. So t- tell me, tell me where'd that song come from? What was the process like? Yeah, th- that song, man, it was it was really years in the making. Um, yeah, when when I first came out, my first single, "When Mercy Found Me," they put it out to radio. It's it's you know still a form of art, so you don't know if anybody's gonna care about it, buy it, you know, all the things, mm-hmm. the industry side. And it got nominated for a Grammy, and it was it was go time, and, and we just hit the road. We were we were going nonstop. And so I, I loved it. It was my dream, uh, but I got really, really worn out. And when I moved to Nashville, I told myself, like, I will not become like the cynical guy. Like, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talented people, and there's a lot of cynical people, and there's a lot of great, you know, joyful people. I was like, I will not be one of the cynical people. Mm. And as we traveled, as we were gone, I I was quickly becoming that that cynical guy that I told myself I never would be. And so I, I got off the road, which is probably why people say the country thing. And I was like, man, I don't want to do, I don't want to do Christian music. I don't want to do this that I've done. 
I want to do country music. And then it was rock music. And then it was, you know, whatever. And so we, we played a show. I had this country thing going. We played a show and everybody walked in, you know, it was slam packed and we played our set and everybody's hands are up in the air, you know, you know, beers up in the air, just people just kind of having their little party moment. And I walked off stage and I was like, dang, people were, were into this. You know, people were listening and the next band stepped up and they did the exact same thing. And oh, I, wow. it clicked with me. Nothing against, I, I love country music. I, I love all kinds of music. So nothing against any of that. But for me, it, it clicked with me. I don't, I don't want to be background music. That's, that's not what I was called to do. Like, wow. as cool as I thought it would be, uh, I wasn't really mad at Christian music. I was really just mad at myself because I didn't know how to stop and take time and, and to be patient and to wait on the Lord. I'm from South Carolina. My, my makeup is to kick down a locked door not to pray and be patient, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I called my wife and, and she was like, how was it? And I was like, babe, it, it was great, but I can't, I can't leave you and the kids mm. to go be background music. I, I didn't get to tell anybody about joy. I didn't get to tell anybody about grace. I didn't get to tell anybody about, about love. I was just background music. And so uh, this is about 2016, 2015. And I just, I got off the road and I started leading worship and at my home church before I moved back here to South Carolina and man, every little piece just started falling into place. Like people didn't care. I was Rhett Walker. They were, they were there because we're all just sinners in need of grace. And we all came to church for the same reason. And it was, we're not checking our baggage at the door. We're all screwed up. We're bringing our, our baggage to the feet of Jesus. And so all of these things just kind of started coming back around. I remember like this, this is why I wrote music. This is why, why I chased, you know, this dream that God had placed on my heart. And so I started writing again. And I was like, man, when I first got saved, when me and April were 17 and 18 with, with a baby on the way, the main thing for me even though it was a very small foundation at that moment, was I knew I was accepted by Jesus. And I knew that even with all the crap that I brought to the table, I had nothing to offer but just screwed up, messed up things. God still said, Rhett, you are worth me sending my son. And and so I was like, man, I won't. I've got to do that. And so Believer was, was really me scaling it back, getting back to the simplicity of the gospel of, when I when I first realized grace and I first realized these things, because I, I don't I don't know if y'all y'all deal with this you probably do and I know a lot of listeners probably do but when I wake up in the morning the whispers they start quick you know and I, I realized if I'm not filling my head full of prayer and and scripture and just talks with Jesus it leaves a lot of room for the enemy you know to whisper and so I was like man I've got to remind myself I know people got to remind themselves. Because of uh, what Jesus done, we are mountain movers. We are water walkers. We are more and overcomers because we've been set free and redeemed. And it's a very sim- simplistic way to look at the gospel, but it was everything that just flipped my life upside down when I first realized that. And so mm-hmm. that's that's where it came from, man. And I, I was hoping, you know, people would 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 love it. I was hoping that people would would be able to take it and go, gosh, my my journey needed to hear that. Because so many times, you know, as worship leaders or as artists or whatever it may be, 
it, it's easy to get secluded because you're you're backstage or you're fixing pro presenter or you're fixing, you know, the sound guys 20 minutes late and you're in your, or you're just trying to tell people the first song is not the song to remind you to walk into the auditorium. You're supposed to already be here. (laughs) So you don't get to, you really hear a lot of the stories that say a pastor hears all the time. And so people started, you know, emailing me and, and talking to me about the song. And I was like, thank you. You know, thank you God that this song is reminding people like we're new creations. Let's walk in joy. Let's, let's not walk around, you know, mad zombies. They ain't had coffee That's right. yet. <laughs> That's right. Well, what a great reminder for, for all of us, myself included, man. Um, yeah. Go make sure you go get a believer from Rhett Walker. You guys, um, that you won't be sorry. You'll be uh, waving your arms as you're driving down the highway or whatever you're doing, man. It's a, don't wave both of them though. Don't wave both. If no, driving. no. <laughs> and, and, and like we always say, like, go buy it. Any doink can go stream it. Yeah, Come man. on. Like, just yeah. not, it's 99 cents. Come on. I know go you got 99 it. cents just sitting in your car right now. So right. go buy it. I will it, say, man. believer, 100% of the proceeds, uh, they go for that song, Go to Feed Needy Kids. So oh, it's, my word. it's just the guy. Um, um, and when I say needy kids, <laughs> when I say needy kids, I mean the four I have at home. So they're. <laughs> They're tired of eating Raymond noodles. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's incredible, man. No, that's incredible. Fantastic. Okay, so tell me this. Um, in all of your like all of your travels, you're leading with your family, all the stuff you've done. Are there any stories that stick out to you as like, oh man, I'll never forget when this happened? Or yeah, uh, <laughs> some of them I can't say. Oh no, um, yes you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my my favorite one. Um, I wasn't on the road. I was <laughs> I was at church, and Howie Loves had just came out, mm. and so everybody uh, was just starting to lead that song. It, we hadn't done it seven billion times yet, and so we're we're playing it. The congregation knows it. And the bass player, he's got a little rack with all of his stuff, and he kind of steps back, steps on his cord, and knocks everything off the top of his rack. And so <laughs> it's just me in the acoustic <laughs> singing this song. And it's like, and oh, how he... Just all this chaos. <laughs> and so I turn around, and he's just got a deer in the headlight looks, you know? And so I kind of try to try to start um, try to start leading it again. He decides it's best to like pick up the stuff that he had knocked over. <laughs> and my guitar player to to my right, he's right, bass player's right behind me. My guitar player to my right decides we can get it done quicker if he goes over there to help him. So the congregation is staring at everything happening behind me as these the guitar player and bass player are picking up the stuff. Well, when the guitar player comes over, he's attached to his avion. He pulls that over because he walks too far. So then Nat slams, which makes the bass player lean up. And I promise you not making this, the neck of his bass knocks everything back off the avion. <laughs> It was pure chaos for what felt like 20 minutes. And so I I hadn't even got through the first chorus yet. 
you know? <laughs> and so we kind of end it, and you can see the people in the congregation, their eyes are closed, hands are raised. Like, they're really trying to be spiritual about this moment. And so I was just like, dear Lord, all of that happened. Amen. <laughs> you may be seated. And just brought That's the pastor out. Perfect. We yep. We That's were. fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay, Two so songs in, the, and we were done. So the question begs, sloppy what? Always. Okay, gotcha. Always. I feel like, I feel like Brian. When you let it, you went to unforeseen. Uh, You know, I'll tell you why. Because uh, uh, sloppy what makes my pastor uncomfortable. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So he asked you to do it. There is almost no more controversial meme that you can make (laughs) that than you if you're asking people sloppy wit or unforeseen. To this day, still angry. I thought oh, for the angry. longest time it was Oprah scene. <laughs> and I just never understood it. <laughs> I'm going to always say Sloppy Wet just because I remember the first time I heard that song and the way that hit me. Um, also, I'm going to then always sing it, especially if someone asked me to do Unforeseen. Oh, 100%. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I could change that. Nope. Nope. Just when when the song first came out, we were we were doing. I was leading the college age ministry, and we we did it. A bunch of college kids, and literally the next day, I got an email from a college kid. Please stop doing that song. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and like we weeks and weeks of debate, like over just that that one lyric. It's unbelievable. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand Calvinist. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I mean, wait. <laughs> Look, if you're predestined to sing Sloppy Wet Kiss, that's just the way it's going to be. That's right. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Am I going to mess up y'all's podcast? I probably am. I love no, it. No, not at all. I love it. I you should have heard some of the things Will said last week. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it gets too bad, y'all can just give me like a monster voice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to somebody today. <laughs> Dude, I really dig Rhett. You know what they say? A country boy can't survive. Yeah. <laughs> he is so funny, first of all. Follow, you know, follow him on the socials because dude is killing it. And I just really, you know, his sister Courtney has been a good friend of the, our account <laughs> and she's a riot as well. And apparently a, an unbelievable singer too. With Courtney, you need to send us some vids, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Rhett is a cool dude. And so seriously, that song Believer is fire. And it has led me to check out a lot of other Rhett Walker music. So make sure you uh, make sure you check that out. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thank you for listening to episode 57 of the Worship Leader Pops podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast right now. Follow us on social media at Worship Leader Probs. And don't forget, you can go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com slash online dash store. And you can go to our store and get all of your officially licensed Worship Leader Probs gear. Mm-hmm. Well, we love you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces. Bye.